0: Is freedom of religion being threatened here in America? Real Life starts now.
1: Welcome to Real Life
0: with Evangelist Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real
2: problems find answers in a real God.
0: Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Lay, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay.
2: Later in the show, you will hear from Ramin Parsa and Redemptive Love Ministries, who was arrested for having a conversation with a Muslim woman about his Christian faith.
0: Hmm. You know, we keep seeing more and more in the news, things that are happening with people who are of faith, Christian faith. And, you know, I'm seeing this happen, and I'm not sure if it's going to get better or worse, but I have a feeling... Things can get worse here. And in other countries, it's all over the place. There are a lot of persecutions happening, not just verbally, but where people are dying for their faith.
2: Yeah. Well, I guess it's surprising for it to be happening in America. Right. Because America is the land of the free and for freedom of religion. Mm -hmm. And kind of that was the birthplace, that idea here in America that made America, America. And now we're living in a time where this man was arrested, (laughs) you know, Mm. for sharing his faith. And someone said, well, I don't like it. Then he got arrested. I mean, Mm. gosh, just walk away, you know, but that is a time. And I think as Christians, yes, we do need a fight for the freedom of religion, but at the same time, we shouldn't be so surprised when persecution happens for our faith. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Bible says it, it says, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. It's going to happen so we can't be so surprised when it does happen. I mean Jesus said in John 15:18, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. So we should really not just be surprised. And yes, we want to make that fight for it, but we shouldn't be so like, oh my gosh, like, you know, it's the end of the world. I'm being persecuted.
0: Right. And it's actually a blessing to be persecuted. And in Matthew 5, 11, Jesus said, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. So if you are preaching the gospel and sharing your faith, it's actually a blessing that you're doing it. And, you know, sometimes we can't even believe these things are happening, but Jesus said these things will happen. And we're going to hear from Ramin right here after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Leigh, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Leigh.
2: Hello, everyone.
0: And joining us is Ramin Parsa. He has a ministry called Redemptive Love Ministries. And we're going to find out how he went from being a Muslim to a Christian and what he does now to reach the Muslim community and also to wake up churches in America. Let's welcome to the show, Ramin. Thanks for being with us.
1: Thank you for having me. An honor.
0: Yes. I understand that you grew up in Iran and you were a dedicated Muslim along with your family. And some things happened to you where you endured some persecution from false accusations and it started to really test your faith and you wondered, why am I believing what I'm believing? You even wondered what the meaning of life was. And at that time, you gave up on your faith as being a Muslim. Tell me a little bit about what you were feeling at that time in your life.
1: Yes, I was disappointed, I was depressed, I was hopeless. You know, for years we practiced Islam and I realized that Islam was false. It could not be from God because the things that happened to me, the oppression and the injustice and also the research, the text of Islam, and I saw so much things that I could not believe that the God who made this world Would be that cruel, Mm. so I rejected that. But that only left me disappointed and more depressed because if I realized that, okay, if there's no God, then what is the purpose of life? If Allah is not God, then who is God? Mm -hmm. And after Mm -hmm. that, God answered me, and I heard the gospel through satellite, and He changed my life when I heard the gospel that Jesus is the Son of God. He died for me, and He rose from the dead. And if I put my faith and trust, I'll be saved.
0: Wow. And what's beautiful is that you found a way to hack into the computer to find the actual scripture. Because there was no way for you to get your hands on it. You found it and started reading them, and it was just a beautiful thing. Your mom came to know the Lord after getting healed, and you ended up in a situation where you were able to leave Iran after being stabbed a few times. You felt unsafe. You were able to get out of that country and get your hands on a real Bible. And you knew in your heart that you were going to go around the world sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And now that's what you're doing. And your ministry is really reaching the nations. Can you tell me a little bit about your ministry and how it was birthed and what you do?
1: Yes. Well, the day I got saved, I made this vow to the Lord. I made this decision that I'm going to serve you. I'm going to take this message to the whole world. And that's when really the Lord opened the door for me, both in Turkey and also in the U.S., I've been preaching the gospel and traveling around the world. And a lot of people have been coming to the Lord. And God has been really gracious and merciful. So my ministry is God's story, how He's opening the doors and using me as a tool to spread the gospel. Mm. Wow. And that's the beauty of the gospel. God first changes us, and then He uses us. When I was coming to America, the Holy Spirit told me to be careful when you go to America. Mm. I was expecting to come to a Christian nation. And I was asking God, what do you mean by that? And the Lord spoke to me, Holy Spirit, and He told me, don't lose your fire when you go to America. Never forget that. Mm-hmm. So when I came here, after a couple of months, I realized what He meant. I saw a lot of lukewarmness, a lot of indifference. And I saw people just come and go to the church, and they didn't really know the gospel. Because in Iran, in Turkey, the gospel was all that we had. Yeah. And that really disappointed me. I wanted to go back, but the Lord spoke to me that I brought you here for a reason. And there are so many good churches and Christians here. I'm not saying that everybody, but what I'm saying is that my expectation was that this nation is predominantly Christian and strong. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted to be. I think the Lord brought me here to speak to churches and to Christians to wake up, to ask Him to wake up and to get fired for God. At the same time I go overseas, I've been to Cuba, I've been to Thailand, I've been to Indonesia, Israel, I've been to Turkey, many different countries. And we go pass out Bibles and we go preach the gospel and I share with all kinds of people, with the Buddhists, with the Hindus, with the Muslims, with the atheists publicly and personally privately you know when i'm in the airplane when i'm sitting next to someone I just always share the gospel with people because i know how important that is for people to hear this message Mm. god wants us to share Mm. he wants us to share the gospel and the rest is his business he knows how to lead them how to convict them how to touch and change their hearts Mm. Mm. our job is just to share the gospel Yeah.
0: And you know, you have a church of former Muslims and it's just amazing how you're leading them through your church and reaching the regular community of people who may be lukewarm, but you're also reaching a lot of Muslim people and they have a place to go and worship freely in your church.
1: Yes, I pastor a church as well in Los Angeles, and all of our church members are former Muslims. And also, we have an online church we do every Monday morning, and people tune in from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Iranians who have become believers, mm-hmm. and people bring their guests and their friends, and they get saved. You know, we travel, we hold conferences, and we send Bibles to people who don't have them. And that's my ministry, both to Muslims and also to the Western churches, to wake up and to get on fire for God.
0: And, you know, you recently went through a situation, which is really a crazy situation, in my opinion, where you were in Minnesota, just sharing your faith with someone at a mall and you got in trouble and ended up having to go to court for it in America for sharing the gospel. Can you tell me about that?
1: Yes, I was preaching at a church after the church. One of the elders and his 14-year-old boy offered to take me to the mall. And I went with them, and we ran to some Somali Muslims. And we just began to talk to them, actually. We had a casual conversation, how are you? And they asked me where I'm from, and I told them I'm from Iran originally. They asked me if I'm a Muslim. I said, I used to be, I'm a Christian now. And they asked me, why? Why are you a Christian? Uh Why did you change? So I began to share my testimony, and another woman, Muslim woman, heard me. And she reported me to the guard, and the guard came. He told me, you cannot talk religion here. You cannot solicit here. And I told him, no, we are not soliciting. And then those two ladies began to argue with that lady that interrupted us because they really wanted to hear why I changed. (sighs) So when they had this argument, we just walked away. Everything was over. They walked away. We walked away. And then we went to a coffee shop. When I came out of the coffee shop, three guards were waiting for me and asked me to leave. And I told them why. They said, because you are soliciting. I said, no, I'm not. So I was explaining to them that I'm a guest here. I just came to see the mall. Oh, and that's when they grabbed my coffee and handcuffed me. And they took me to the underground mall jail. And they handcuffed both my hands to a metal chair that was bolted to the ground. And I was sitting there for hours. And I was like, you know, shocked that this could happen to me in America. <sighs> As I was sitting there, a peace came all around me. And I felt God's presence just hovering over me. And I heard a voice in my heart that I am coming soon. And those words just shoot me. I heard Mm -hmm. these words inside of my heart that I am coming soon. And I believe that Jesus is coming soon. And if you're hearing this program, God loves you. He's calling you. He's calling you to home. And maybe you are a Christian. You walk away from the Lord. God is calling you back to home. Mm -hmm. And He wants to embrace you and to use you for His glory. Wow. And God loves you. He's not angry with you. He's in love with you. And mm-hmm. He wants you to come back home.
0: Amen. Amen. If people want to have you come, if there's pastors listening and they want you to go to their church or they want more resources to reach the Muslim community or to have you share all your experiences and to just really help light a fire in the body of Christ, how can they get a hold of you?
1: Yes, I've written a book. It's called From Ashes to Glory. It's my story. They can see it on my website. My website is www.raminparsa.org, my first and last name.org. Also, they can email me at ramin, at raminparsa.org. So my email is ramin, my first name, at raminparsa.org. And Mm -hmm. on the website, they have a phone number. They can contact us. And we're more than happy to talk to them.
0: And Ramin, you spell your name R A M I N. So that's Ramin and Parsas, P-A-R-S-A dot org. So if you want to get a hold of him, that is R-A-M-I-N, Parsa P-A-R-S-A dot org. And from what we've heard, wow, you will be inspired, encouraged, and lit on fire to read the Word of God and to get out there and preach the gospel. Thank you so much for sharing, Ramin.
1: Amen. Thank you so
2: much for having me, my honor.
0: God bless you.
2: And for all those who are listening, let this be a warning sign that here we are in a free country, yet the freedoms are being challenged to be removed. So let the shining brightness of your faith burn with such great fire that it begins to illuminate this great country once again. Jesus, we are praying for the nation of the United States to be like a burning torch In your mighty name, O God, with the power of your Holy Spirit and fire, God, we're praying, Lord God, for revival in America and for the power of God to begin to spread all the way to the ends of the earth. Mm -hmm. We're asking for this in Jesus' mighty
1: name.
0: Amen. God bless you all. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.